and welcome to the 32nd episode of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives. And this week we're talking about boundaries. I'm Jo Merritt. I'm a wellness advocate for Deterra Essential Oils. I'm also a single mum of two teenagers and I live in Surrey, just outside London in the UK. And I'm Serena Novelli, a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach, also based in Surrey and a busy mummy of five. So today we are absolutely talking about boundaries, right? And this is a great topic. I, I, I'm, yes. I'm super excited, actually, because with the work that I do, I'm always talking, I'm banging on about boundaries to people all the time. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yes. Yeah, Can I stop you this, Serena? Really? <laughs> <one of> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, my goodness. You could talk about this in all different manners, right. like for all different people. I know there's yeah. a lot to cover, isn't there? Okay, first of all, how does well, someone know if they've got a boundary? Right? <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah, no, you can't. But you can't just tell them afterwards. You got to tell them. You got to tell the them thing. when the boundary and I think is, right? So many of us are afraid to speak our minds that we let slip, and then we get cross that somebody's not doing what we're expecting them to do, but yet we haven't. Yes. Yeah, we haven't like told they're them. they're a mind reader and they know that you... Yeah, exactly that, exactly that. And I actually think this is a problem that a lot of relationships yes. have, a lot of marriages have, quite honestly. And because I, I think people become complacent over the years and they assume their partner... I mean, you should know this because you've been married forever and a day. But you you should... You think your partner should automatically know something yeah. because you've been together a yeah, long time, right? Yeah, I'm oh, absolutely... Are you guilty of that? We are ever changing right we're always evolving we're always learning so things change yes mm. so i'm having a slurp of coffee um so what was acceptable maybe you know when you were five years into your relationship might not be acceptable today because you changed or yeah your exactly. responsibilities change um, yeah and it's the same with my kids it's not just relationships with partners you know my children are having to understand that the boundaries have changed because i am now working all hours god sends and I'm out of the house a lot of the time. They've been used to any work I've been doing within the four walls. And they've had to understand because I've had to make it clear to them and sit them down and go, right, this, these, this the way we lived for 15 yeah, exactly. years ain't happening anymore. The thing with kids, the thing is, um, the, as a small child, as a baby, as they're growing, you start to make those boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. You start, they, they, they're implemented at yes. such a small age that they just become the norm for them, which could be, a reason as to why it is we don't always think that other people shouldn't get what our boundaries are because children get it instinctively because they're being yes, taught yes. like newborns. Um, but this is where things go wrong, I, I think, you. with children as well, is when you let those boundaries slip. So, like, for my children at home, that and, and, and mm-hmm. this, again, this can change from parent to parent, right? Because... My children at home, for me, they sit at the dinner table and they're not allowed any devices and they know they're not allowed any devices. And if I catch them with a device at the table and I take it off of them, they don't really kick off too much because they know that's my rule and I've told them that. Yeah, that... And kids automatically test, right? They always test the boundaries. we We hear that expression all the time. It's their job. Of course, it's how they learn and grow and develop their own personalities. But at the same time, what you're saying is because they know that is yeah, one they, of they, your limits. No. And, but they know there's no point pushing it. you. So right? then I get cross because dad's letting them have it. 
<laughs> oh. Okay. Parental yeah, boundaries coming from different places. Absolutely. Oh, God. That's always a nightmare. <laughs> My ex and I definitely came from different places with boundaries to do with tolerance and behavior and, um, and, and consequences and, and actions and what you would do if somebody broke the boundary of this. And, but also understanding the motivation. You know, for me, it was really important for... I needed to try always to get him to understand that my daughters testing the boundaries were more wrapped up to do with her, yeah. um, her own issues, her own insecurities. And he couldn't see that. He would always just see it as an act of rebellion that needed, yeah. you know, punishing, closing down, shutting down. And, and, and it's difficult. It's really difficult when you both come from different, different yes. see, perspectives. My daughter, my 11 year old, Layla, um, my husband's given her his laptop to use because she doesn't have a laptop so she can use his laptop and I, I'm, I've got her a contract phone only a small amount of money on there each month but just so that if she goes out and about she's got a phone that she can yeah. contact us on and stuff um but she has sure. a tendency of she loves TikTok so she'll be on there like quite a lot of the time but she has a tendency of <laughs> staying in bed like a little bit later and then staying up real late well the other day um, I got awoken yeah. by what I thought was screaming at first and I was in a bit of a panic and then I realized it was her like laughing uh-huh. out loud and giggling and she was on her phone at five o'clock in the morning right. still awake on her phone so her phone Whoa. has been confiscated the laptop got taken out of her room and I just said to her you are not having these back at the moment until I've decided that you are grown up enough to right. have that responsibility of putting them away at a certain time yeah now but would she have known I'm going to assume the answer is yes, but she'd have known that that oh, absolutely. would be going Yeah, well, she, when I went in there, right? the first thing she said to me, as soon yeah. as I opened the door, she went, oh, I just woke up. But she <laughs> but she hadn't, obviously. She'd just been up all night. <laughs> I <laughs> smell on her bed and she put her hand up in the air so I couldn't take her phone. And I said to her, there's no point in even doing that because your phone's oh, going. Yeah. And I've put it away and she's crept around me all week. Um, and... Th- yesterday she started saying but when can I have my phone back and I but when I'm ready to give it back to you when I feel that you're responsible for it I said to her my husband on the other hand if he'd gone up there at five o'clock in the morning he would have told her to turn the phone off he would have closed the door and he would have come back down he wouldn't have taken it away from her um why why would you find it so important for you for in a situation like that to do what you've done and, and act in that way because I think you come from the same place as me well, with boundaries. Firstly, but I'm really interested like, to hear. She shouldn't be up at five o'clock in the morning and she shouldn't be on social media talking to people at that time right. in the morning. Secondly, who of her age is going to be up talking at that time in the morning? So who is she talking to yeah. for for a third? My husband's got a tracker on, on, so her phone is linked to his phone so he can kind of see where she's going and stuff with on yeah, there. Yeah. Um, sure. But I just, you, you go to bed when you're told to go to bed, right? Um, I don't mind. <laughs> right. And for me, I feel like the reason that I would have done exactly what you did and not what he would do is because it runs deeper. Because to me, these things set the cornerstones, like the they, they set the level yeah, absolutely. for other things absolutely. that are more important and deeper. You know, because if you're if you're not maintaining those parameters, those boundaries at this age for those things where are you this is the way I always thought as a parent where yeah. are you going to be in five six years time are they going to be out on the street still at 5am in the morning you know and and that's the problem for me I think that it's not necessarily the significance of 
It's what something yeah, absolutely. is in itself, it's what it represents. And, you know, firstly, she knows these rules, so she's crossing my... And I'm not going to let her cross those, because if I let her continue to cross them, she's going to think it's yes. okay. And this is something... Yeah, yeah, this is something that so I take talk a yard, about give with a yard, um, my up, clients right? when we're talking about boundary setting is right. say you have a group of friends and out of those group of friends, um, you arrange to meet at, say, I don't know, like 10 o'clock in, 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 the, in the morning for a cup of coffee and you turn up to the, to the coffee shop. Sure. You're there for 10 o'clock and you're sat there with your coffee and you're waiting for your friends and they roll yeah. in at 11. Right. Yeah. Now, that might be them. Something might have happened. But if they're all rolling in at 11 they're kind of disrespecting that 10 o'clock time, right? So if you allow that to happen and yeah. you don't say anything and the next week you turn up at 10, they turn up at 11 and it's really starting to grate yeah. on you and you're really starting to think, well, they're taking the mickey now. I was going to say a swear word, but I didn't. But sure. <laughs> then then if you don't <laughs> say to them, hey, I've been sat here for an hour. We arranged for 10 o'clock. I've got things to do. Yeah. Next time this happens, if you're not here by quarter past 10, I'm going to go because I've got other things to do and I can't just sit around. Then, it, Yeah, totally. This is a, that's a really interesting one for me. So first of all, I've heard Brooke Castillo talk about this on the Life Coach podcast. Exactly that scenario and exactly the, the same response that you have to say to those people. You're obviously rubbish at timekeeping. That's okay, no, and but you... that's not okay for me. So you can be that person, but I cannot no. continue to meet you at the at these type kind of in these arrangements. Now I get that, and I respect what they're saying, and I agree with it. Now the difficulty comes. Yeah, but that's Serena, fine, is that right? I am if you've, the person who's if you've late. messaged your friends and you said, "Oh my god, I know I said I was going to be there at, at ten, but I'm running really, really late. Um, is it okay if you hold, yeah. you know, hold out for me?" Then that's fine, right? You're respecting your friends because sure, I hear you. Yeah, they're you're just, just saying when they make the assumption, it's okay. So if you continue to show up at at, at yeah. ten o'clock and you're still there at eleven, they're going to continue sure. turning up at eleven. But if that, what if you've said to them that I'm not, this isn't yeah. right. I've been here for an hour. Next time, can we make sure that you're here by quarter past, or I'm going to have to go? If they turn up at quarter past, then that's fine, right? You, you your yeah. friends are respecting you. But if they turn up at eleven and you're not there, they're yeah. going to go. Oh, she meant it. She's yeah. not here. They're going to phone you, ask sure. you where you are. You're sure. going to say, well, actually, Definitely. you crossed my boundary. I did say last week. I did tell And then you. next week, yeah. they might turn up at 10. Yeah. <laughs> the, I think people find it very difficult to articulate and assert their boundaries yes. for fear of looking rude, for, for fear of hurting someone's feelings that they care about and they love. But ultimately... If you're asserting a boundary, it's because you're putting yourself first and you're loving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Else. And I'm one of these people that will really? turn up extra early as well because I don't want to be late. So I saw you. Didn't you post this week? Yeah, I did. In my, about, in my community. Late or early. I'm sure you did. I actually <laughs> like, didn't answer that because I was too I was going up to Leicester um, last year quite a lot for, mm. um, you know, for meetings and things. And we had on a... Mm -hmm. On a Saturday morning, we had a um, we had an event on. We're starting at nine o'clock in Leicester. Now I got up, and this is unusual for me because I I like a lion. But I got up at like three o'clock in the morning, got yeah, washed and dressed, and I drove from four o'clock in the morning to make sure I was there. Now I was there an hour and a half early, but I didn't get stuck in any traffic, okay. so I knew that I wasn't going to be late because the traffic wasn't going to be there. Um, even on a Saturday, it gets a bit busy. Right. So, and there's a stretch of road 
um, yeah. on the M40, I think it is, where everything just really just slows down. So if there's even a little bit of traffic. So I knew that if I left a right. bit earlier, I'd get right. there on time. And I just sat in my car and I and I, I okay. stopped at a shop, got myself something to eat, sat in my car, had my breakfast, read a book, did some stuff. But I knew I was going to be early. Now, if I'd left at like six, seven o'clock in the morning, I would have probably been late. Um, and then I would Which be panicking, would having like yeah. proper panic attacks in the car. My armpits go prickly when I when I panic. Yeah. <laughs> and I get prickly armpits. That's how I know I'm really stressed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's difficult because sometimes I don't maintain my own boundaries and then I get annoyed at yes. myself that I've got the only person I've got to blame is me. And I think it's quite a hard lesson to learn with people. It's actually hard to me. It's hard work. I find it an effort. Yeah, and then to and then you probably no, I get it. And then you're probably that, thinking, well, if I can't what... do it, then how can I expect yeah. other people to? Yes, how can I expect other people to do? It? But I find when I say it's hard work, I mean it really is an effort for me to. I know what my boundaries are. Like I'm very clear in my head what's acceptable. But you have boundaries, not, but you but I do, let a lot go. It's okay to let some things go, right? It's just it depends on the situation. But you do have boundaries towards your exercise because you stick, you have a non-negotiables and you make sure that you're you're showing up. That's true. That is true. Yeah. I think I think it's when a third party comes into it. So I find that with my kids, you know. I still maintain the boundary and I'll say that's not acceptable or I'm doing this and or I, I'm going to go and record now. Don't come in. I'm going to have a bath. I'd like some space. I'm going to to no, I won't take you to your boyfriends or, you know, I, I'm not a mean person. I've done a lot of things. You Today I am yeah. not doing that. But I struggle with it. I, I like I really wrestle with it. And then it plays. Yeah, on I get my that. Mind. That's what I mean by it's hard work for me. It's not that I didn't don't necessarily do it. It's just that I. I wrestle with it. And then I might give in. And then I might, after yeah. 20 minutes, go, well, I will take you after all. And it's not, I don't know what it is. It's difficult because I don't do it graciously. <laughs> I will sit in the car. Yeah, I know. I get it. Because I've broken like, my well, own boundary. As, as kids, I knew that if I asked my mum, if I could get, my mum was quite strict with me going out. She didn't like it. So if, if I said to my mum, can I go out <laughs> with Adj or whatever, like until whatever time, she would make it really hard for me. Um, oh she'd say no and then I'd end up crying or, or right. whatever but if my mum weren't there and I said to my dad dad can I go out with Adj he would say yeah but be back before your mum gets home because I don't want to get nagged um, <laughs> and so I knew which parent I could pay <laughs> off at, in, as a you know I knew my mum wasn't gonna yeah. budge and mine used to do it yeah they would always ask their dad for things back in the day because he would often say yes when I would have said no um I think I think most children do that I think what's interesting is what you said then about your parents relationship is that you know we do have these relationships with long-term partners and I think those sometimes are the hardest boundaries of all because I remember saying to my ex a few years ago you know in the latter stages of our relationship that I wasn't willing to clean the house solidly every Monday uh, for years, I had set aside three, four hours on a Monday. I would clean the house from top to bottom. And I decided I wanted to spend my time differently. Yeah. And the jobs would get done, but they'd be broken up. One day, I might put the hoover around. The next day, I might clean the bathroom. You know, that's I just decided that's the way I was going to do things. I'd always been someone who stayed at home. I didn't work for a period of time. Then I had part-time work from home. So for me, it was my time to do with what I wanted. And I decided 
no, I wasn't going to do that anymore. That's my boundary. I'm not doing it. And he put pressure on me and made me feel guilty as a result. And I, I really resented that because it was, I felt it was my prerogative to set a boundary and go, no, I'm not doing yeah, it anymore. Yeah, the same thing gets a bit boring, doesn't it? If you're doing, doing the same thing every single day, you've got, you got to mix it up a little. Right. And that's just an example. It could be anything. But I think the fact it was with a long-term partner it made that made it really difficult for me yeah I would find it easier to set a boundary with a friend than I um, would with a parent or a long-term partner yeah I I don't know why that is yeah you well, yeah I do I, I talk about it quite a lot it's one of the things that's like most common in our our sessions together but um what I think um yeah. I've been you know when I've been I used to think people that sat down at a table with a whole family and they had like a meeting I used to think they're crazy. My kids would never do that. Mm-hmm. Never, never. But actually, it's a boundary <laughs> again, isn't it? So they're sat down at a table, they're discussing. And I think when you yeah. can, when you're discussing in that kind of way with your family and you've got everybody together and you're making decisions on things together, that's when yeah. boundaries work best because actually you've all agreed to it at a table. You've all sat and had your opinions and had your say. Um, it's It's when. Right. And I did exactly the same thing. So four weeks ago, I sat down with my kids and said, this is getting too much now. I I can't do the hours that I'm working and come in and clean the house and do the washing up and put all the shopping away and cook and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. They sat down, they agreed. We all agreed. These are the jobs that everyone would do. And we all agreed. But have you done down on that? Have, have they done anything? Have, have you done thought? it for them? Like I know that's typical teenagers. I'd see, I see. I wouldn't. I I would. I've ended it. up doing so it in the end because I can't like you and you would have ended up doing it. But I promise you, Serena, it would still be like it in three years' time. I, like they wouldn't back down. Maybe the give them next time. Give them jobs you know? that involves their own belongings, but like their washing down at the washing machine and stuff. Because once they don't have any dirty clothes, I mean, once they don't have any clean clothes to wear right. and all their clothes are dirty, they're gonna go. Well, Mum did say I needed to put yeah, them by the wash, and I haven't. I know. And, but see, we have things that happen. Like they go, well, I washed my pl- the plate and the glass I used up. And it's like, yeah, but now it's sat on the draining board and it's not going anywhere. You know, and I can't get them to understand that there's those jobs. I know this is an age-old argument, but there's things that you can only fill the draining board up so much. Like you can only fill the wash bin up so much or the dustbin up so much. And then I can leave it and leave it and leave it. But ultimately, in the end, yeah. I need to use that space. <laughs> Yeah, I get you. I'm not too bothered see myself see I mean? about a bit of mess or things like that so I, I would quite happily just leave it until like there wasn't any clean plates and they were like but it isn't it interesting what it represents because to me it isn't just the physicality of what yeah, what they're is. not doing it's hurtful it's that they're not respecting what I've I've asked for their help and it hurts me that they aren't that I feel it represents that they not love for the you kids it, I don't that's, think that's, that's true um personally myself but I do feel that that they become they, they you're their mum right. you've always done things for them and then all of a sudden you're asking them to do things for themselves and they're like well why should I yeah you've always done it for me in the first place um <laughs> oh yeah. and Tiger will actually say that to me well, you my mum it's your job so you'd be exactly. you're 15 and they a half. Don't get it's it. actually my job and it's now not, to do. It's not to until wash they up move the out of home milk out of, and you know then I mean? they kind of get that that they then start to appreciate that you know all the things that yeah. you did for them and, and they start to maybe come round and give you a little bit of a hand and stuff. I mean, I know that <laughs> Alicia when I think I've mentioned it before, but Alicia when she moved into uni, 
um she had the shock of her life when she went into her kitchen and it was absolutely filthy and there was stuff all over the floor <laughs> where they'd had a party and all of the dishes were done right. and it was her day to do the, the cleaning and she was like mum they've done nothing so they've left it all days. to me and yeah. I said, now you know how we feel <laughs> i think and that is the thing and I, but i also think maybe that the significance that i was talking about there that what it represents to me and i get hurt I don't think they can possibly see that. I think they just see it yeah. as a chore in a bubble. It's isolated. It's just a chore. They they don't draw that parallel that I draw. But she you're was right, proper as, devastated. She, you know, the fact that, that, that she was hurt. the only one, and she said to me, "I've right. been in other flats, and nobody else's flat looks like this." <laughs> and I said, "Do you know what? When when they get yeah, their house, yeah, yeah, the first yeah. thing I'm doing. Yeah. Have you seen on the TikTok videos that some of the parents do the videos where they go to visit their families, and then like their shoes are off." Their coat's here. Yeah. They've gone yeah. in all the cupboards. They've opened packets of crisps. They leave them on the side. And then they, like, mess up all the cushions. And then they're, yeah. like, so proud of themselves. No, I know. And, and we've been saying it for years. My ex used to say it when my kids were a bit younger. I'm going to come to your house when you're older. Turn all the lights on. <laughs> leave my crisp packets uh, on the floor. I know. I know. I don't get it. But I know. I know it's not new. I know yes. that my parents probably had the same conversations about me. I get no, that. I think to be but, fair, um, Nate, my Nathan, easier, he, he was a nightmare of of keeping stuff. Like he would just go out as well, and then not come back for days. And I have no idea where he was. And I phoned him, and he wouldn't answer the phone, and all of that kind of stuff. I was like, Alicia is like an angel child, yeah, like absolute angel child. And now she's gone off to live in uni. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, where is she? <laughs> yeah. So. I know that you might have input on this because I probably don't. I've heard people talk about the issues when they do have to set boundaries with parents as adults. And I am very fortunate. I've had parents, well, my mum especially, who utterly respects the boundaries that I don't even have to articulate them as such. She just knows where those where those boundaries are that you don't cross them, you know. She decided a long time ago that we did get on much better if she stopped trying to tell me what she thought I should do. And actually it worked brilliantly. And I ask her for advice and that's great, but she doesn't push it on me. Like I know some people do, some parents are here. A lot of my friends have talked about their parents, even as adults still try and um, impress yeah. their views and their opinions on them. Now I know you yeah, at times well, had more difficult relationship with your mum, didn't I, you? I didn't really, How to be did fair with my mum, there was no hope. Um, <laughs> there was no hope. So my mum, I run it. My mum, when I was breastfeeding Nathan, so I was eighteen when I had him. I only just turned like eighteen when I had Nathan, mm. and um, she just must have decided yeah. one day that I wasn't old enough to have a baby, and I was living at home still. And um, so I was breastfeeding, and then popping him mm. down in the crib next to me, and waking up in the middle of the night because my my, my boobs yeah. are like obviously they were re ready to feed again so and it was an uncomfortable feeling for somebody that had never felt sure. like that you know felt that before once you're used to it it's all right isn't it but I had no yeah, idea yeah, like, yeah always yeah yeah so yeah it's so, so I'd wake up right. and I'd like get him to feed him <laughs> and he just wouldn't be there and it just it happened all the time and she, in her eyes I wasn't growing up enough to have a baby and so she needed to take the baby in her room wow. to make sure that if he cried, she woke up. Yeah, I was breastfeeding, so she couldn't feed him. Oh I still gosh. needed to be woke up. But I think her it was that she would come sure. down and wake me up. But I would find him in bed with her and not in his crib. Eventually, I, I know I moved out. And then when he was a little bit older, like he would uh... say to me, mum, can I have, mum, when he was about 
three or oh, four mum can I have yeah. some crisps or whatever and if I you know I'd give him a certain amount of snacks and then that would be it and I'd say no you've had whatever for today that's that's it but if my mum was around yeah. my mum would go sneak in my cupboard get him whatever it was that he just asked for sneak it upstairs and say to him don't tell your mum yeah um there was one yeah. time like she threw a packet of crisps up the stairs to him right. and I heard I heard it I, I went like that shit crazy at her because I was just like that's my child you can't <laughs> and she's like oh it's just a packet of crisps <laughs> it wasn't the fact that it was just a yeah, packet yeah, of crisps it's because she had overridden my authority um yeah so she did it yeah, to me exactly, all, exactly. all of the time Again, and she used to say they're my they're my children too she never used to say they're her grandchildren she'd be like oh they're my children too um and I used to go no they're not they're my children they're your grandchildren oh, okay. and I, yeah but it's not it's, it's different like they're my children too you don't get you yeah. should go you don't understand it Serena when you have children it's different when you have grandchildren your grandchildren you can do different things with and I'm like well I obviously don't know because I've never had grandchildren yet but but they're my children so you'll do what I say <laughs> it never worked <laughs> so I gave up in the end give me time <laughs> yeah and I do know pe- pe- really good friends with their parents and they have almost given up, like you say. They, they just, it's like they have built a wall around them and they've kind of gone, well, they'll do whatever they're going to do and I'm just going to pretend they're not there no. or pretend they're not doing it or it's not going to touch me. Like, you know, you know, the whole putting on the overcoat thing that it's like a, men- yeah. metaphorically, it's a, it's a barrier between you and the world. Yeah. You know, that kind of protective layer that people do. And I know people with their parents who act like that. They're yeah, just, I just like, pretend it's not I, happening. I just have give to up. let it wash off. Give up on it. The, the funny thing is, my mum was a dental yeah. nurse for a very long time. Um, for all the time I had, like, all the, the kids were born. And when she, she'd make us appointments for the dentist, and we'd go to the dentist, and they would say, oh, right. like, Nathan, you need to stop eating sweets. And they'd look at me, like, oh, every single time. It's my mum's boss, like, sat there. My mum's, like, sat in the other chair right. with the sucky thing. And, and, and her boss is going like to my kids, you need to stop eating all of uh-huh. these sweets. Your teeth aren't very good. Um, and I'd go, don't look at me. It's not me that gives them all the sweets. It's her when they go to her house on the weekend and just, <laughs> she just to get the looks from the dentist. <laughs> Properly dropping her in it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I love it. talk all day about boundaries couldn't we we really i feel like this there's always still so much to learn especially for me i really admire people out there who seem to have it they seem to have it sorted you know they 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 seem fully in control they're like no that's acceptable that's not and i i sometimes feel like a child like i'm yeah. still trying and to find and, my way and in you this. will if you I'm i mean i think learn. a lot of the time we Do give up I mean? like i did with my mum we just think i've sod it that's just, it's that there's no point but if you are concerned and, and, I, yeah. and when it's your mum, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's probably a bit harder because you've got, you're that child still, aren't you, to them? And so you've still got that child, like... Um, exactly. Yes, yeah. And you still, still act like in a your child head have got that to them because they're the only people you can be yeah. childlike to. So, but with other people, I At think times, you can step yeah. it. You can really, yeah. like, step it up. And if you can be consistent, then and then that will help. Yeah. I know what you mean. I think it's just practice. Yeah, it is. I think it's practice and it's also knowing you're worth it. Sorry, I just had well, a cup of I swig off my coffee then and I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nearly lunchtime. We need to go. Bye. On that note, ladies, go and get more.